0: headley one of the directors at the clear company welcome to this series of podcasts let's be clear 2020 has exposed the opportunity for an inclusion explosion in the workplace but are we really at risk of an exclusion epidemic as we've never known it the clear company's team of consultants specialists and our expert panel discuss and debate the realities of personal and professional life through the equality diversity and inclusion lens So let's be clear, after 14 weeks of lockdown, we're very familiar with the terms homeschooling and managing family life at home, particularly for those with a professional life layered on top. But is it as complex as it seems, or is it actually more complex than publicity would have us believe? We're joined today by Jenny Hind, one of my colleagues, mother of three, governor of school, organiser and planner of Part Run manager of Two Dogs and Small Stable Yard. But apart from that, Jenny, perhaps you'd like to share with us some of your experience over the past 14 weeks.
1: Thanks, Kate. And let's be clear, Um, the super parent doesn't exist. I may have tried hard at the beginning of this lockdown, to be the super parent, to do it all. But I realised very quickly that that was not sustainable. So I think it's fair to say it's been a learning curve for us all.
0: Thanks, Jenny. I know I remember one of the quotes that will live with me for a lifetime is when you said on a recent conversation with colleagues that you'd gone from that um, dedicated homeschooler to trying to prevent your children coming out of this completely feral. Perhaps you could share a little bit of that journey and adding in, of course, the dimension that not only have you got three children of different ages, but you've got your middle child, of course, has disabilities that have had to be managed during this as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Kate. Um, I think you know keeping a sense of humour through this has been so important for us, for all of all of the family, to trying to see the the positives and, and the funny side of it at times. Um, but just being honest, it's it's been a really really challenging. What we're now in week fifteen of lockdown in our house, and uh, none of my children have have gone back to school at all. So, you know, we are still very much in the midst of it. So it's been very different for each of my children. So my youngest is only six. So obviously that's an age at which they need a lot of support. They need help to even read the questions that they're supposed to be answering. Um, and they certainly need motivating um, to be able to do the work that, you know, they're, that they've been asked to do. My eldest is first year of secondary school. So fortunately, um, a very independent character, I like to say she takes after a mum. So she's done an amazing job of of cracking on with the work that she's been asked to do. But equally, you know, has, has really struggled in terms of not having access to her friends and not having access to that, you know, social life. And she's an avid swimmer. So not being able to go to the pool has really Really impacted her. And then, it's, without a doubt, the biggest learning curve for us has been our, our middle daughter, um, who has a very recently diagnosed genetic condition. Because, right in the midst of all of this, after more than eight years of genetic testing, we got an out of the blue uh, diagnosis for her of a very rare disease, of which she's currently 12th in the world to be diagnosed. So, that's added um, a whole other dimension to it as well. And really, understanding what special needs teachers do to be able to help children with disabilities to learn and to reach their full potential has been so eye-opening. You know, when I was looking at how to help my son and my youngest learn to read and helping him with his times tables and everything else that, you know, year one children do, I, I knew what to do pretty much. Yes, there's some new terminology and some new concepts, but overall I knew roughly I could teach him to tell the time for example but when it came to my daughter with disabilities I had to literally start from the beginning in terms of being able to help her to take the kind of tiniest steps in terms of her learning you have to break everything down to a miniscule level and you have to repeat 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 but her capacity for learning is there and so once we've got the hang of it once we've you know listened to the school taken their guidance the amazing staff there we have been able to to make progress with her and to engage her as well because that's one of the biggest challenges is that um her attention span is that of a young toddler um for those who've had children you'll you'll understand what that means so um doing everything in short bursts is really important and just having the patience of a saint at times just to go over the same things time and and time and time again so yeah balancing the needs of of the three of them has been yeah interesting interesting to say the least
0: I'm I'm sure. And and knowing you well enough as I do, I I know the benefit and importance of routine and predictability is is absolutely key as well. And making sure that you keep that family family balance going. So with the unpredictability of COVID that we've all felt, um, and we're all reacting, I would like to say daily, but I think at the moment it's by the hour, to the challenges that this um, ever-changing situation throws at us how have you managed to balance you know family life and 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 you as the adult couple in that uh, in that forum having time together as well
1: Uh, I think that is where you need the sense of humor (laughs) kicking in so yeah routine just to pick up on that point routine is really important for my middle one and so we have to be really structured we have visual timetables that we have to stick to and if we deviate from that for whatever reason it can be a really really challenging day for her so we have to be very very conscious of that so it does mean that everything is kind of has to be pre-planned we can't suddenly go well do you know what the weather's better than we expected let's go do something else outside it doesn't work like that so so that does mean that we do have to be very structured and and very organized and I spend a good chunk of my weekend planning the next week in intricate detail, so that we know exactly what's happening and when in terms of time for me and my husband it's that really bizarre conundrum where we're both at home all the time now normally I travel quite a lot he 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 travels sometimes he's you know he's certainly out Monday to Friday um, whereas when I'm working from home I'm at home a bit more so we have this kind of you know very fluid kind of situation about who's here um, at at different times in in normal times so you would think you know if you looked at this on paper you'd go well you're both at home with the family surely you've got opportunities within there to spend lots of time together but the reality is that we're constantly either dividing and conquering with each of the kids so that each of them gets some individual time you know even just spending a bit of time doing some lego with the youngest or you know playing a game with the eldest that's so important to try and build in that that one-to-one time with them and then obviously with us working as well at any point in time Really, um, during the day and that includes the evenings and weekends, most of the time, one of us is working so most of the time we're either dividing and conquering or handing over one to the other all of the time, so it isn't easy to to find that time to spend together, but then I'd be lying if I said that it was in normal times as well, you know, kind of out outside of lockdown. it is obviously challenging, but the lack of um, obviously opportunities for childcare, and particularly for my middle one in terms of having her one-to-one support that hasn't been possible at all during lockdown for a number of reasons. So yeah, it's limited, shall we say that? <laughs>
0: it's 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 interesting listening to you there, Jenny, because um, as you know, me and my husband, we actually work in the same business, which is the Clear Company. And often I know what he's wearing because I see him on a team Zoom call because actually we don't see each other from like seven in the morning till seven at night. So I can completely, completely nuttily relate to that. And the routine and the planning is starting to bring a few things to light now because I I did recall after a week where I know how busy you were because for our audience listening to us today, Jenny is running leadership programs for big global organizations and running the clear company and, and, and doing lots of other incredible client delivery, not least of which, which of course, is the is the recent race Equality Toolkit, Jenny Pioneered. And yet, at the end of a week like that, I see on Facebook that you're pitching tent in the pouring rain and the howling gales, um, roasting marshmallows with the family. So, you're clearly structuring that in and saving a little bit of energy for that. In terms of <laughs> – I looked at that and felt, I honestly felt exhausted just watching it as I reached my third glass of wine on a Friday. But anyway <laughs> –
1: we did try and have that conversation about, do you know what the weather's not, what the forecast said it was going to be. I mean, we live on a top of a hill in North Yorkshire. It's never predictable. So we did try and have the conversation about, you know, maybe maybe we do the camping another time. Would that would that work? Um, but that was not landing whatsoever. No, we'd promised to put a tent up. So the tent was going up. So yeah, um, we were in 40 mile per hour winds and yeah, and crazy rain at times. But do you know what? Again, we, we had fun. We had a laugh and the marshmallows were lovely. so there we go
0: (laughs) there you go thank you for sharing so um i know there's another dimension in your family which we mentioned right at the beginning and and i understand that as well as all of this that you're managing that we've talked about today one of your two dogs which are huge and gorgeous by the way listeners had to have pretty serious surgery right at the beginning of lockdown with you know ppe masks going to the vets etc um so how has that impacted on having to exercise a huge dog that can't walk? Yes,
1: yeah, so that was a real um, challenge uh, right at the beginning of, of lockdown. So right in the first week, and uh, obviously we're being incredibly cautious because of my daughter's uh, medical condition. So um, it was a quite scary to have to actually venture out in those very early days of, of lockdown when people weren't used to, nobody was used to wearing masks, nobody was used to you know having no contact with people you know the whole thing was just really really um surreal and uh, yeah so the the dog who's called Lucy managed to rupture her cruciate ligament um which needed urgent surgery because yeah obviously it was going to um cause her some 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 major issues so yeah we had this bizarre scenario of um reversing the car up to as near to the vet's door as possible not getting out of the car the vet then taking one of our pair of pride and joys out of the boot to go and um, keep her for more than 24 hours whilst doing the surgery so that in itself was quite stressful for those who are who are animal lovers who are dog lovers you'll understand um, you know it's difficult enough taking your pet to the vets for major surgery without even being able to enter with them and give them some some comfort as part of that that handover and then obviously when she was delivered back to us they did an amazing job but you know she'd been quite distressed with them Uh, which is understandable. Um, We have her litter mate. So, you know, they're always together. So that in itself is is a challenge for her. And she was quite upset about that. And then obviously she'd also had major surgery and trying to keep her um, still, trying to make sure that, you know, she didn't try and chase her her sister uh, around the house, ensuring that the kids were obviously super gentle with her, um on top of all of the, you know, kind of medications and things that we have to remember anyway on a on a day-to-day basis for family members. Um there was then the added, you know, kind of making sure that you give them the right antibiotics, the right painkillers, that they've gone into the right dog's bowl with their food and all of that kind of stuff. It just yeah, it just added another um huge, huge level of complexity. And of course, it meant for quite a while that we weren't able to walk them together either, so um they 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 were being walked separately because we had to build Lucy back up very, very gently once she was was recovered so that you know it just it just added a whole other dimension, but one of the things that it did do for me, which was a great learning point for me, was that I started to get up early. And walk Lucy on her own quietly and gently without anybody else around. And that's something I've actually continued doing all the way through lockdown is I get up an hour before the rest of the family and I take one of the dogs out on my own. And I can't tell you that peace and quiet, <laughs> that, that headspace, that, that bit of the day that I can yeah, just have a clearer head has um, actually proven to be a real positive. So, yeah, not all not all downside.
0: I can relate to that, I think, and and Headspace is something that is one of the things that people are saying to us, I think all of the people are saying to us, the word that keeps coming through is relentless, and and COVID being relentless. You know, I, I can't compete on the dog story other than, you know, trying to clip Two uh, one cocker, one sprocker spaniels. And actually, I think the more amusing element of that was seeing our 22-year-old daughter trying to clip my husband with the dog clippers. So it's not quite the same level, but I think we've all got <laughs> our um, animal stories to share, which will come out over the next few months, I think. Jenny, thanks for sharing your experiences with us. Just for our listeners' perspective, what's been the highlight, you know, the greatest joy, if you like, and then what's something that, you know, no, you'd be glad to get out of it because that will go?
1: That's a great question, actually, Kate. So I think I think the, the, the greatest joy for us is that we've established some new family traditions that we will hold on to way beyond this. So after dinner, every evening now, we do fifteen to twenty minutes of family yoga and we all do it together um all of the kids are are engaging with it they're enjoying it and we have a load of fun with it um and and so that's you know that's something that you know pre-lockdown we'd have never made the time for that so I'm not suggesting we'll do it every day um if we ever kind of return to normal it feels like a long journey at the moment but um I think we will always build that into our week at some point and have some some regular yoga sessions as as a family, um, because that has been really, um, really lovely. It's also been a genuine pleasure to see my kids learn in a way that I don't normally get to see. You know, they come home from school and, you you know, you might see some of the work that they've done or they might tell you about it. But to actually be part of that journey in a more structured way, much as it's been challenging, there's also been some you know, really, really, um, brilliant moments where you know you finally see the penny drop on something, and 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 yeah, to to see that delight in your child's face when when they're really pleased with with what they've with what they've managed to achieve. So I'll never forget, and I'll always be grateful for that additional time with my children that um perhaps I would you know wouldn't normally be able to to have. And I think you know just one very kind of pertinent one to to my middle daughter. Is that some of the special needs groups that she used to attend where we used to live? And bearing in mind we moved three years ago to North Yorkshire, they have moved stuff to online. So she's actually been able to reconnect with a load of her old friends from her old school. She has an amazing memory, um, so she remembers them all. And we've had regular music sessions throughout the week, and on Friday evenings we have Friday night disco, and that's been a highlight for the whole family. I can't tell you the fun we have doing the hokey kokie and of a zoom call i mean the people on the other end must think we're completely bonkers but do you know what again it's just one of those moments in the week that we all look forward to and we all really enjoy and it puts a smile on everyone's faces so there's you know there, there is absolutely plenty of upside and plenty of positives that we will that we will take away from this and I've, I've taken so many photos it's you know from that perspective the memories will absolutely live on I think the, you know, the greatest challenge without a doubt has been, I kind of naively assumed when we um, first kind of went into knockdown that um, from a clear company perspective, maybe things would become a bit quieter, but in true clear company style, we decided that we were going to invest in this period. We wanted to help organisations in some of these really challenging times to come out the other end, kind of still on that inclusion journey, taking the opportunity to advance that journey where they could. And so we've done so much in terms of investing in those free resources for organisations. And then obviously, as you you mentioned, Kate, we've done so much work around um, creating some anti-racism resources for organisations. So on top of that, our clients have continued to progress their inclusion journeys. We have continued with that support. We've been doing a lot of virtual delivery. So actually, I think we've certainly been as busy, if not busier than than ever before. And I think, I think most parents will talk about the guilt that you have when you're at work and you feel like you should be with your kids And that guilt is massively heightened when your kids are at home and they're downstairs and you're delivering a workshop for three hours. And perhaps you can hear one of them crying or, you know, you know that something's not quite right with them. And you can't you can't just walk away from what you're doing because, you know, you're not the parent on duty in that moment in time. But I think that whole that not being able to be there for everyone all of the time, whether that be your work colleagues, your clients or your family it's always a challenge but that that has been the most challenging element of the past few months for me
0: yeah I can I can only imagine having only one daughter as you know and remembering back 20 years ago to those days when you were at home and and that stretch of of feeling that you, you weren't doing right in either place, really. But it's been so interesting listening to you, Jenny. You speak so eloquently about the family that you. I don't know what our audience will feel, but I feel like I'm literally in your home listening to you and sharing those ups and those downs, those joys and, and um, those intensely important family moments. So I think we can conclude with, you know, let's be clear. Lockdown and covid nineteen has been you know a devastating global pandemic, but out of that in you know in true human spirit, we have regained our family life, some of our family values that were stretched to the point of no return, I think for some people, and whatever else we take out of this, you know let's take that learning and as you say, keep in. You know, some of those routines. And, and maybe by the end of this, I will be able to beat my husband at backgammon and, and my daughter might be able to do so too. But it's not looking great currently um, <laughs> on that front. So we'll keep practicing. But thank you so much, Jenny, um, and your family for sharing your experiences. And for those of you listening and enjoying that, we've got a podcast series to follow, which will follow Jenny's example of providing that open honesty into, you know, the very soul of the individual, really. So we can all just feel okay about how we feel ourselves. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Let's Be Clear. Follow us on social media and subscribe to make sure you never miss a conversation. If you would like to discuss anything mentioned in this podcast further, please contact... Let's be clear at theclearcompany.co.uk. Accessible versions of this podcast can be found on the Clear Company YouTube channel. See you next time and thanks for joining us.